PW Hustle Networks present PWR at the Movies. Join the professor, Tommy Wonder, and JB as they discuss the greatest pro wrestling moments in movie history. at their jobs gets these free-wheeling cops into a pack of trouble. You're suspended without pay. So they set out to do what they do best for big bucks. With the right kind of management, you could go right to the top. Can two lovable lugs become the nation's baddest bullies? I'm going to make you two the dirtiest, meanest, low-down son of a bitches that ever stepped in the ring. Are they any match for those crazed commie killers, the Kremlin Crushers? It's a star-spangled battle between the superpowers. Can they make their country proud? Show what America's about! Or will their dreams of glory be turned upside down? Have a rip-roaring howl with the most unlikely American heroes ever to hit the ring. Adam Baldwin, Mike Jolly, Ruth Buzzy, the outrageous real-life wrestler Sergeant Slaughter himself, and some of the best music ever in the most incredible fighting extravaganza since Rocky IV. You'll love bad guys. What is going on there to the Hobby Knights? What is going on there to the Big Vitoites? The PWCites? The left, the right, the Dems, the Repubs, all the ites all around the world. What is going on to the Magnificent 7, the Elite 8, the Naughty 9, the Terrific 10? And speaking of the Magnificent 7, and, and speaking of the Reflectionites, this show, the PWR Podcast, here at the Hobby Media Group at Podbean.com, is dedicated to one of our top Reflectionites, one of our top Magnificent Seven members, TN Kupana, a.k.a. Josh Floberg. And Josh, my man, if this gets uploaded by A-Tuck Brown, the dirtiest of the city, that slow-ass motherfucker. Josh, <laughs> I got your tweet. Are you ribbing the professor? Are you ribbing TW? I mean, you know what? You give out the great tweets for, for the professor. You give out the great information on the YouTube when you comment, and I thank you for it. But when you sent this tweet to the professor, you know the professor always loves to give the Reflectionites what y'all want. But Josh, I gotta ask you, were you ribbing me? Were you ribbing TW? Were you drinking some Hennessy? Was you drinking some Patron or something like that? But before I even get into why I'm thinking that Josh is ribbing me, I must introduce myself because I am vain like that. I must introduce myself because, you know, I gotta get younger as I get older. That don't even make no sense. But anyway, neither here nor there. It's the movie. It's the movie that I was watching. But anyway, I am the most charismatic one. I am the most studious one. I am the most affluent one. But most importantly, I am the glorious one. The only objective man in this IWC, YWC, PWC, Pundentry. And the only objective man in this political spectrum. 
I don't care about Dems. I don't care about Republicans. I am independent through and through. Your friend and mine, the Professor Chabeva Cruz. And I'm not here alone. No, 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 no. I am here with my brother from another mother. The conservative liberal. The liberal conservative. Dum Dum doing its own. Dr. Frickin' Stein, the Iron Stomach one. Mr. Wonderful. He is the sexiest bald-headed man on this podcast stream. Your friend and mine. The Tommy Wonder, how are you doing, my friend? And he's blinking those goddamn lights. It's not Christmas yet. <laughs> God damn you. There's a, there's a white light. Time of Christmas. You want Christmas? Yeah, you're going to turn it into gold. You're going to turn it into yellow. And you're going to turn it into green. It's Christmas lights, God damn it. I'm waiting for you to play Mariah Carey's song. Not that I don't mind you. Know, I like Mariah I might, Carey's song. I might song. go see her. What, Little Caesars? I can't tell. Oh, they're changing colors now. <laughs> Anyhow... I'm doing good, man. And you know what? You see this right here? Oh, I see the mustache. It is Movember, so I, of course That's you got to grow the mustache. And the rule is it cannot touch your goatee. So you're out. You're out. Plus, you always have a mustache. Of course. It's your flavor saver for them dudes to slide in on the DMs. No, it's you the girls. Human, human centipede. The girls slide into the DMs and the girls say to the, pro- the professor, you know, professor, I love it with the goatee. I love the mustache because I feel it between my legs, but neither here nor there. But again, that's a different story for another oh, day. Oh, that's, I know what you're saying. You're, you're saying they identify as women. That's fine. I, that's cool. They are biological. But again, neither here nor there. But again, now we're going to get into the, to the, to the, to the meat and crust of the show, T.W., and we are doing a PWR at the movies. And again, now we're to talk about it. Our great friend, your friend and mine, Josh Floberg, TN Couponer, tweeted us. Should I say it's a wrestling classic movie? Should I say it's a gem of a movie? Should I say it's something of a cult classic? See, even TW is shaking his head. No, no, no. So do you think that Josh Floberg is ribbing us, TW? I don't think he's ribbing us. I think... I think we both owe him a thank you, because if not for him, you and I did not even know this movie existed. Also, you told me, try and find it on Pluto or Tubi or whatever I can find it on. It don't come up, because there's either, uh, what's the knockoff of Disney, DreamWorks, whoever makes the other cartoons? Yeah, I think it's DreamWorks. Yeah, the ones, I mean, I don't mean knockoff, but, you know, competition, if you will. The AEW to uh, Disney's WWE Empire. Um, There's a a cartoon out with Sam uh, Rockwell voicing the main character called Bad Guys. And I'm like, this is not what I'm looking for. So I watched it on YouTube. And surprisingly enough, and I believe you said Josh sent this to you, it was a good, clean copy. I watched a third of it, maybe... Maybe a little more than a third of it on my phone. Then I watched uh-huh. the rest on my TV when I got home from the gym. That's right. King Beef is back at Planet Fatness, uh, long with the Duke. Um, but I thank him because we were talking before we started recording. And I decided I was going to save some stuff. And I'm not going to give anything away. We'll talk about it. I'm going to say this. This movie, which you said makes this other movie look like Forrest Gump. I oh, wait, disagree. Wait, wait. Josh, I, I just want to say this. No, 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 no. I, let me say this and then you can retort back. I say this. We are going to review this movie called Bad Guys from 1986 Reflection Nights. And 
right now, my my quick review before we talk about what's going on in this movie. Bad Guys, the wrestling movie from 1986, makes Body Slam from 1986 with Roddy Piper and, and the Tonga Kid look like Forrest Gump in comparison I, to this movie. I disagree. I disagree. You disagree. Go They're ahead. the same. They're exactly the same. <laughs> I would think they made the movie at the same time so they could save on the ring, the cost of the ring. And, and you know, if anything, this movie has more star power because it's got Sergeant Slaughter. It's got Professor Toro Tanaka. It's mm -hmm. got Gene LaBelle. It's got Adam Baldwin, who is this? This is so weird, right? Adam Baldwin and Mike Jolly are the leads. Mm -hmm. I thought the whole time I'm like, I'm like, I know Adam Baldwin. He's from a lot of stuff, but but I don't remember him from the stuff that most of the people listening to this remember from uh, Sanctuary or Serenity and Firefly, whatever that stuff is. I don't watch that stuff. He was, in, uh, he, he was in Independence Day. Yes, he was in that. Um, he was the traitor in Patriot. He, he, he's, yes, he's in a lot of stuff that I don't know him from because I know him from something way back. That was even predating this movie. It's called My Bodyguard. But the okay. entire time I'm watching the show, I'm thinking he's from Three O'Clock High, which, ironically enough, Mike Jolly he is. isn't. Mike Jolly is. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Because I tried to find out Mike Jolly doesn't have a, a Wikipedia. He doesn't have a picture on IMDb. He literally has done not much. And he did. I don't know, he's, what are you talking about? still both alive. No, he did. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Mike Jolly did Three O'clock High, and yep. either he did NCIS or um, CSI, what, whichever one. He's done those. He might have done an episode and was a, a cadaver, but he doesn't have a picture on IMDb or an, a Wikipedia. He's nothing. I'm just, I'm just saying he has. This movie and Body Slam are the same. They are the absolute same. You know what the only thing that's the same with bad guys and body slam is? The starting letter B. Well, besides that point, but they, they wrestled in the same goddamn arena, the San Bernardino arena. That's what I'm telling you. These some bitches probably filmed at the same time to save on expenses. Well, it could be the same production company. It could who's, be the who's same the girl in body slam. Who's the uh it's not Tony Roberts. What's her name? I forget. Tony, I don't know. It is Tony Roberts. It's Tony Roberts. It is. Yeah, she was the blonde chick. Oh, my so. God. They have another similarity. Because they got a chick in this movie? Chick in this movie is Janice. Mm -hmm. She's marking out for him in the beginning. She becomes their manager. Mm -hmm. You know what she has in common with Tony Roberts? What they did. Uh, the Reaper Ro got him. <laughs> no, I remember Tony Roberts. I didn't remember this chick. Because the Reaper got her when she was 50 years old. Well, uh, again, neither here nor there. But uh, again, we love our reflection. Act. 2010, she, she passed away. She did? God damn. 50 years old, breast cancer. Very sad. She's beautiful, too. Well, you know what? Because TW is the resident death uh, monitor here for the PWR podcast here at the Hami Media Group at Podbeam.com. He would let you know who is not living in this goddamn movie. Goddamn it, TW. You always do it. I know there's a couple of people that already died from this movie. Gene DeBell's wife in the movie is still alive. She's born in 1936. She's 20. Oh, she's less. She's 22 and a half years away from 100. And she used to be on other shows in the 80s. Ruth Buzzy. Yeah, she well, was you know what? 
Well, you're giving out the cast of characters. But anyway, before we even go into this, it, again, we are reviewing a movie that I never heard of and TW never heard of until Josh Floberg sent this to us. Even our executive producer extraordinaire said, God damn it, I never even knew this movie existed either. And I'm going to be producing this goddamn show. You know, Josh. He'll lose it. He'll just he'll, lose it. Yeah, he'll, he'll lose it. Two years it, from now, I'll be like, hey, remember that show we did on Bad Guys? No, because we don't have it no more. <laughs> that's an inside joke reflection. Guys. You don't even <laughs> understand why I'm laughing my ass off. But that's an inside joke. But again. You know, T.W., before we even talk about the plot of this movie, and, and again, Reflectionites, for the plot of this movie, it is, a, it is a basic wrestling movie. And we'll talk about certain, you know, wrestling aspects because there was a couple of matches in this. But anyway, T.W., you know how we always kind of like hybrid why such a wrestling movie was made in the times that it came out. This movie came out in 1986. So like you said, this and Body Slam were almost coincide. Maybe like from January to June, they shot uh, bad guys. And then from June to December, they shot Body Slam because they used some of the same like backdrops. They used the same arenas and all that shit. But neither here nor there. But TW, let me ask you this because I found it prevalent because you was naming certain wrestlers that are in this movie, the bad guys. Sergeant Slaughter, t- to, name a f- to name one of them. I also found that Kurt Henning had a cameo appearance in this movie. Did they Ooh. show him? Because there was a point where when they, you know, these guys have three different gimmicks throughout the whole movie. They're a singles guy with a cop manager. Then they're a mm-hmm. tag team that look like they're from Mongolia, but they're called the Boston bad guys. And yeah. then they're wearing strike force, but all American flag stuff on them. Well, when, when the blonde who was Adam Baldwin was getting his ass, well, taking the heat, mm-hmm. I was absolutely certain it was Jim Brunzel. And absolutely certain of it, like the body. However, when I was sitting there thinking, you know what, that might not be Jim Brunzel. It almost looks like it's Brad Reinkins. Brad Reinkins is credited as being in this movie. So is Kurt Henning the other guy? Was he the blonde or was he the? I think they, that Brad Reinkins and Kurt Henning were the stunt doubles for yes. the bad guys. That, yeah. That's the way I, I interpreted this. But yep. Here's my little conspiracy theory about bad guys movie TW. And follow me here because by the way, I just want to say this for anyone listening before you mm-hmm. feel like you're wasting your time. Professor struggled through it. I did not. I enjoyed it. And I would tell everyone to watch it. Go ahead. Watch it. Smoking weed. But you can't <laughs> watch it. I'm not saying I just I struggle because I'm watching this for you. I think people will enjoy it. I think Josh did pick a doozy of a movie. I can't, I can't lie because I'm the most objective man in this IWC, YWC, PWC punditry. But again, let me get back into my conspiracy theory, TW, because again, we must coincide what was going on in the wrestling business. Because again, 1986 is, is such a great year, TW, because we're a year removed from WrestleMania. We're a year removed, well, let's say two years removed because Hulkamania is in its, you know, it's in its phoenix. It's in its peak. Of course, Vince McMahon on his end is making wrestling mainstream. And what do you do when you're making something mainstream? You got Hollywood. You got the you got the industry trying to milk it for what it's worth. Body Slam is a great example of trying to milk it for what it's worth with Roddy Piper and Tonga Kid. This movie, T.W., because... Sergeant Slaughter is in it because Brad Rangers is in it because Kurt Henning is in it. Maybe as stun doubles because Prof- 
Professor Toro Tanaka's in it. I think this movie might have been bankrolled in a sense by Vern Gagne because he was trying to take advantage of the situation. You know, how he was trying to keep up with the Joneses. Again, why do you have Sergeant Slaughter in this movie? Because technically Sergeant Slaughter is AWA's top good guy. One of the top good guys out there. He is G.I. Joe, real American hero. So you're trying to take advantage of what's going on because of what the WWF did on their end of making wrestling mainstream with WrestleMania, Saturday Night Live, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, all that shit. Vern Gagne was last on the wheel to do all that stuff. And again, in comparison to what Vince McMahon's, you know, let's say vision of going mainstream and Vern Gagne's vision and Jim Crockett's vision, and again, Body Slam is, is going to go hand in hand reflectionized with what I'm trying to say. They did not know what to do. They they had to take the the word of the of the Hollywood industry. They had to take the word of corp of corporate America and try to and try to milk it for what it's worth. Vern Gagne thought it was it, they got the rub because of this movie, but then sometimes Hollywood and corporate America is making fun of the people in the industry. So what say you TW about my conspiracy theory that Vern Gagne bankrolled this movie? In some I don't way? think it's I don't think it's a, a hard thing to accept because at one point when they first turn heels they're giving the priests an award from the american wrestling association it's mm -hmm. an awa award so they're at least they're at least capitalizing on hollywood doing a movie and participating and and putting their uh hat in the ring if you will or mm -hmm. he's helped fund it um probably missed out on body slam said hey Let's do bad guys, and we'll do BA, which would be in front of the video of BO. BO. So <laughs> be, be, people rent bad guys thinking they're renting body slam. That's a conspiracy right there. there you uh, know. That, and it's not a conspiracy, conspiracy. it's true. But I definitely think AWA has something to do with it. Toro Tanaka is an AWA guy. Slaughter, like you said. Uh, obviously, Kurt Hennig and Brad Reingans doing the bumps. Reingans was one of those guys that was a jobber in WWE, but going over. In AWA, like Buck Zumhoff, your favorite. By the way, at Fozzie concert the other night, I'm pretty sure Rock and Roll Buck Zumhoff was standing next to me watching the show. I know he's supposed to be in prison, but, you know, they let Bill Cosby out. Maybe they let Rock, rock and Roll out, too. Well, you know what? If they let Rock and Roll Buck Zumhoff off and then, you know, you got liberals shouting white privilege, you know, you ain't going to do that with Bill Cosby and all that shit. So Buck Zumhoff should be in jail right now for what he did. But yeah, it is a conspiracy theory reflection that the AWA kind of like bankrolled this a, a little bit because, but again, before we even talk about the plot, TW, we have to go within the, the, within the business realm, TW. Why, oh, why didn't Vern Gagne talk about it on his ESPN shows? Why, oh, why did he not remind people on his, because we have reviewed a couple of ESPN AWA shows. He could have reminded his AWA fan base that Sergeant Slaughter has an, a, a cameo in this movie, The Bad Guys. He could have, you know, talked about Kurt Henning and Brad Rangers having a role in The Bad Guys. Again, promotion, promotion, promotion. You got to talk about your brand. And if this cheesy movie can take, can have people saying, oh, wait. They're, they're from the AWA. Let me go and change it to ESPN and watch AWA so I could see Sergeant Slaughter. Why didn't, why do you think Vern Gagne did not want to take that advantage? Was he too old school for his own, you know, likings? I would say, I would, I would think 
because I remember Body Slam coming out. I remember everything about it. I remember never seeing it, being mad that I didn't get to see it then. Mm-hmm. I think this movie probably got greenlit in 84 or 85, got made in 85 to finally be seen in the light of day in 86. And it's probably one of those movies that never, ever got pushed. So there was no point in talking about it. Because if you do, and people are like, huh, what movie is that? Then it's it's waste, and and you, then you're gonna let you're associated with a dud, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if people discover it, and they're like, hey, look at that, that's, they just mentioned the AWA. I'm gonna turn on ESPN, like like Professor said. That's different. You got nothing to lose there. But if you turn people to it, and they hate it, and then they go, oh, no wonder this shit was so hard to find for me to watch it because it's garbage. It's poo poo. This is Body mm-hmm. Slam two. Um, so I think they just didn't talk about it because they probably forgot about it because it probably never saw the light of day until well after whatever filming was done before it got. Because you know how it is. The knock in the 90s is like straight to video. Then all of a sudden, late 90s, early 2000s, if you if you saw a video at the movie theater with Miramax on it that you never heard of otherwise, you watched it because that was the new thing, was making movies straight to video because it was a cheaper uh, alternative to trying to get in the theaters, and then if they don't sell tickets to the movie theater, wah, wah, it's, yeah. you ain't making a second movie. It's funny because after all these years reflectionizing TW, you know, maybe I did not know about Body Slam at, in 1986 or 1987, but in the 90s, you know, while I'm watching wrestling, you knew about it because Roddy Piper was chugging out movies. So they're like, oh, wait, he made a movie called Body Slam. I watched it because I remember Roddy Piper's going from there. I think they promoted it on wrestling that Piper was in a movie because that was at the height of 18. No, no. What you mean, like WWE? Yeah. No, they only promoted. They started promoting They Live and that's it. That's the Uh only movie that that they only ever kind of promoted for uh, Piper. Other movies, Body Slam? No, because of the NWA affiliation. And then Uh when he... When he kind of like did his like, let's say hiatus, they never promoted his other movies that went straight to video. I'd never heard of any of that shit, but they did do uh, They Live for some particular reason because that was his best New movie. Line. But but it was again, New Line wasn't it? I think that was New Line, yeah. But and again, that's what the whole part is. Neither here nor there, but it, 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 it's kind of funny. Like I'm saying, it's like at least because I heard it in the '90s, I went back to watch Body Slam. I did not know about bad guys until 2020 Thrust and Josh Floberg. That is bad. Even, you know, even for Sergeant Slaughter, I went, you know, doing the Wikipedia, I probably might have, like, been, like, I must have done coke or something. Like, like Father James Mitchell, I must have been drinking too much that I didn't, that I remember reading in his Wikipedia that Sergeant Slaughter did G.I. Joe. But I didn't remember that Sergeant Slaughter did any kind of movies. I didn't remember all that shit. I didn't read it. I didn't read it thoroughly that he did the movie Bad Guys. That's the thing I would I wanted to say. It's just funny that I found it now. Yeah, but if you go to IMDb and you type in any wrestler, it pulls up fucking pay-per-views, Monday Night Raw episode. Like it's easy to miss if they did one movie. I'm I'm just saying, it took me until now, 2020 thrust, to know a movie existed. This is right. one of those things that even Sergeant Slaughter probably did, was like, nah, I didn't do that. It's, t- it's like it's like it's <laughs> like TW's it's like TW's <laughs> Halloween Havoc that never existed between Hogan and Warrior 2. This I don't even know what you're talking that, about. Yeah. Uh, this, I'd, be like, 
I'd be like, Slaughter, you did bad guys, the wrestling movie? No, I don't know what you're talking about. That, that wasn't me. That was, that was a doppelganger. But anyway. So listen, pop, pop quiz. What's worse in your mm-hmm. eyes? Okay. Bad guys. Okay. Or that damn zombie wrestling movie we did with Shane Douglas. Ooh. <laughs> it's not even close. This one. I actually no, like zombies. No, there's I no, like zombies. No. I like, hey, guys, at least anybody, all eight of you listening, that's ECW bias talking right there. It could be. that movie is God. I don't even remember the name of it. And it's Piper's in that, too, isn't it? Zom- yeah. Zombies Horrible. versus wrestling. Zombie yeah. re- oh, oh, that it. This is arguably. The I like zombies, okay? I like that, zombies. So, so it's okay. Listen to me. This mm-hmm. shit is like DX video, video vignettes in, in 96. Where you know yeah. they're terrible acting. It's this movie at least is acting. There's a premise. I'll give you that. Bad the wrestler's acting skills in that movie is is below porn standards. Again, I like zombies and I like ECW, so that's why I, I'll give zombies versus wrestlers that, and then bad guys here. So you know, I can still watch it. You know, maybe you should You're do not- a. Med- you could do nuts. a you can binge doing watching those movies and then the coup, I am never watching zombies versus wrestlers again. And then matter of the fact, I would say that bad guys is probably not only is it neck and neck with body slam, it's the same movie. Mm-hmm. Not the same movie, but same shit. Right. No holds barred is probably right there with it. No, I take no holds barred. <laughs> Hell no. I watch I still watch no holds barred over anything. Then you're gonna and, grow to love bad guys because it's be, the same I'll quality. Be, I'll be fair. I'll take yeah. bad guys over Mr. Nanny. I'll take bad guys over uh, Santa with muscles. I'll take bad guys over Suburban. Well, maybe not Suburban Commando, but anyway. I like get Suburban me. Commando, but I it's like the same suburban. quality. It's the same quality as that. I'm just saying. What I, about bad guys? Is, did you say the Tooth Fairy? Or you just only pick on the white wrestlers? I don't like the Tooth Fairy. I'll take bad guys <laughs> over the Tooth Fairy. What's what's uh the, the, the program? What's the one where The Rock becomes a stepdad? Out of nowhere, Gridiron Gang or something. Oh yeah, I know the the one where he uh, adopts the the girl. It's a Disney yeah. movie. It's football player. I'll take Rock. I'll take bad guys over the Rock shitty Disney movies. How's that sound? Good, because <laughs> yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. But again, but now let's at least talk about a little bit of this plot here. Firehouse CW. Dog or whatever that John Cena movie was. No, I'll take that. No, John Cena. Oh, he's made, terrible, made, dude. That is not terrible, man. That I is a terrible movie. He might have to do that next week. Firehouse Dog. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway let, let's get back into this so we can do this show and get it over with. You know, again, this is for Josh here. This is for Tian Coupon, all right? Let's give him the show because he wanted us to watch this. So we got to give him a great par excellence kind of review. But anyway, it is starring Adam Baldwin and Mike Jolly. Adam Baldwin, again, you saw him in Independence Day, Reflection Ice. You saw him in The Patriot as the traitor. And again, Mike Jolly, I only rem- he might be in uh, NCIS or, or uh, CSI, but he is, he is really remembered for 3 o'clock high as the bully who got the shit kicked out of him by Richard Tyson in the library scene. But neither here nor there. But Adam Baldwin and Mike Jolly... Adam Baldwin is playing Skip Jackson, and Mike Jolly is playing Dave Atkins. They are two LAPD cops, TW. And initially, you could see this, you know, again. He's in Forrest Gump. Mike Jolly's in Forrest Gump. What's the chances of that? 
Go ahead. Oh, he he must have had a plastic surgery because I didn't recognize the face. He, he got when he got older, he changed his face for some. He got plastic surgery, but again, neither here nor there. But there are two LAPD cops teed up. I don't know if they're they're like chips, like Eric Estrada and shit like that, or they're you know <laughs> plain clothes detectives. I don't know what they are because it's hard no. to tell. But Skip is a biker cop and. The other one's a car cop because the okay. opening scene is the bike cop chasing him in his truck. It's yeah, you're Seaver right. Truck. Well, I don't, well, technically they're partners, but then they're riding two different vehicles. You can't do that. You either got to be two guys. No, on they were going to the wrestling show. One was no, working, no. one wasn't. Again, they're, oh they're yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to either be the chips or they have to be in the car together. But again, you can't have one or the other. That doesn't work that way. That's again, that's one of the faux pas and nitpickings in reality that does not work in real life. Reflection that you can't be you can't be partners and one rides a motorcycle and the other one rides a cop car. But they defy you know suspension of disbelief. But again, neither here nor there. But like you said, like we're saying, they are cops, LAPD cops, and in the beginning. There, it's actually Mike Jolly who is, I guess you could say, T.W., he follows your mantra, if you will, because he's got a day job as an LAPD cop. And to me, this is like kind of like a weekend thing that he wrestles part time. Is that to stay in shape? He said, I wrestle yeah, to stay in shape and I love being a cop. But again, I have to nitpick because I don't think even any police department would allow their cops to be part time wrestlers. They don't tell them. That's true, but again, they didn't Why tell their. Why would you cat- tell yourself? I, my, my, except for when I invited my coworkers to come watch me wrestle. Do you think I went up to management and go? By the way, I wrestle. No, I'm just saying. You know, that's the. You're way saying like he could get hurt, like like a sports team doesn't let you do certain activity. Like right. Roethlisberger, it's in his contract. Mm-hmm. He can't ride a motorcycle. Signs the contract, then crashes a motorcycle like a dumbass. Mm-hmm. But, but, he was on one episode of Jag, is what he was on. That's oh, it. it was Jag. But I told you, it was either one CS- episode. It was either and he CSI. He hasn't done anything in twenty-four years. I'm just saying, it was either CSI, NCIS, or Jag. I forgot the other one. But again, I was right in in certain in in certain instance. But anyway, that's what he was. It was Mike Jolly who was the part-time wrestler. Adam Baldwin was along for the ride, but he was athletic himself. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Reflectionize, but TW. You know, as they rush to get to to the to Mike Jolly's match, or if I would say David Atkins' match, what say you about the first scene? Because again, we're already honed in on that because you know they they were almost late for the match or something like that, and then he every gets single match they either are almost late or are late. It's kind of weird because Scott they, they more would cut them. They wouldn't they, be working for Impact. They don't have no sense of time. That's all I say. But anyway, what say you about the first scene? Because you know the wrestling quality for 1986. You know, I have to say, I, I was a little bit more intrigued by it because, in terms of the wrestling quality in certain movies, Reflection Nights, I'll even go with Body Slam because Body Slam was okay in certain instances of wrestling quality. No Holes Barred had its efficient, you know, had a little wrestling quality. It had a little bit of it. But what say you about the wrestling quality in in bad guys? Tw. I saw they did. Look, you could tell wrestling was involved like like how they have police come on a movie set so that they do things the way police really do it at crime scenes blah 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 you can Mm -hmm. tell they were at least asking wrestling people for the advice because they did some classic spots one of them uh when they did their first tag team match it wasn't in this first scene where they were just getting fucking stomped by the russian 
crushers or whatever. And the they did the old crushers. Ricky and Robert. The they they did the old Ricky and Robert, Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty, where one of them dives to make the tag and one of the big guys catches them and stops them before he can make the tag. And, and even in the first scene, he's getting his ass whooped. The ref's getting distracted because he's fighting two on one. And then his buddy climbs to the top rope and hits a high cross body on both of them. You could tell someone was choreographing their spots for him because they were using heavy, heavy spots on there, like Rock and Roll Express, that type stuff when they fought bigger guys. Yeah. I, I thought it was weird that he was wrestling a handicap match. Well, listen, this is, again, one of my a little bit quandaries here, reflectionized about this, because, again, you know, for Mike Atkins, you know, he he gets in, and for some strange reason— He I just mixed his real name with his character's name. <laughs> But again, you know, it, Mike Atkins. <laughs> again, this this movie tricked me out. This, this is like a drug. This is like weed. I'm trying to be nice here, but then again, but again, TW, you're right. His first match that we see is a handicap match. So it, it's just funny. But we see the untapped potential of the bad guys. They weren't called the bad guys just yet. Reflectionized. So let's say because they it were was, white meat baby faces. They were white people. Well, for some strange reason, we'll get into the plot more into this TW. But let's say about this handicap match again, because it looked to me, I, I thought that, you know, this is a he's like doing this for the part time weekend. But then he's getting like hazed into doing this because, again, kayfabe reflectionites. This is real. So he doesn't know what's going on. So it, almost the owner, the ring announcer, the, the owner of this, I think his name was Clementine. What was his name? No. Luigi Constantine. He was the owner of the arena. <laughs> what? That was his ring name. Alan Rich was no, Luigi. No, you said Clementine, you went Constantine. <laughs> oh, okay. Whatever. But anyway, you get what I'm saying. But the owner of the oh, arena kind of pulled a rib on Mike Atkins to do a handicap match on the spot, TW. Well, it's. It, I think there's a wink and a nod to wrestlers because it is still kayfabe era, um, mm -hmm. and and there's even a scene at the end of the match where they meet the the girl Janice for the first time, where she's like, "Oh yeah, sure, it's real." When he said that was not an act, it was all real. Um, mm -hmm. But there's a point in the match where the 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 guys that are wrestling put him in a headlock, one of them, and goes, "Hey kid, you're trying to make us look bad out here, like they're tipping the hat that it's a work, right?" Mm -hmm. Like. Okay. And he goes, oh, I wouldn't need help to make you guys look bad. Um, but to the common man, it would look like sh trash talk. But in reality, if you're a worker, you know that's when you communicate is when someone's in a headlock. That's when you do all your talking. That's why guys grew their hair out in the 80s, because it hid their mouths. I said that before on this show. Yes, you did. You, but you have to keep reminding us, because sometimes we do forget. Because, you know, as we get older and some people, like, <sighs> smoke the weed. But I do agree with you. I think, I don't think that david atkins is smartened up yet i think he thinks it's still competitive and they also do a thing i'm scooby-doo into the end here the middle where they meet gene labelle where gene mm -hmm. labelle and his wife beat the shit out of him and then mm -hmm. helps him up said let's go get him a beer let's go get him a beer which is also tipping the hat to kayfabe so when guys like hacksaw jim duggan and the iron sheet get caught on i-75 smoking weed on the way to wrestlemania 3 you're mm -hmm. like oh well, they're buddies. They just beat the shit out of each other, and then they go have beers afterwards. I like that they did those two things. Okay. Well, you know, I actually agree with that because, again, to me, 
in one instance, Dave Atkins, it, it looks to him like it's real, it's competition, right. all that stuff. And then certain people are smarting him up into the business. And of course, Adam Baldwin's character, who is Skip Jackson, his best friend in this movie, his uh, LAPD cousin. partner. I think he said it was his cousin. Is his cousin or best friend? Oh, yeah, when they when they were when they were going to work, they're like, "All right, man, come on, cousin, let's do this." Blah 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 blah. And then, well, stop. I could call you cuz, but we're not related. But you know, the cousin is the party store causes your up? cousin. I'm talking I'm about saying, their real cousins. I'm just saying he might have said "cuz" as C U Z, you know, as no, like I was. They, they either introduced themselves to somebody as cousins or whatever. It was at the police station. Okay, but again. But Skip Jackson, to me, was in it for the money. He was in it yes. for the glory. And then and he the injected, and the girl, he injected himself into this handicap match. And again, the funny thing is, Reflection Nights, the bell didn't ring. The referee didn't stop it. There was no outside interference. You know, the, the I forget who, who uh, Dave Atkins was facing in the handicap match. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Neither here nor there. But TW, the, the, the two guys should have won. They should have beat should have won by this the referee was distracted he did that when the ref was distracted the only he was thing looking that, at him right in his face he was like this. no no but that's that's what i'm saying the other thing is is they did a tag team move and then he pinned both of them roman reign style and then the, the skip sat on him to help mm -hmm. him pin him and he counted to three so yeah but when when skip first got in there with the high cross body the referee was thrown out on the floor you're always gonna blame that the referee's thrown out on the floor. Like he's matter of fact, skip, skip. No, the referee didn't see any of it because skip jumped in the ring. He was gonna count the three and he helped the referee up, and then the referee counted the three and he sat on his buddy's back when the ref wasn't looking. Yeah, that, that meant the referee was dumb. That's probably when you knocked nodded off, is what you were done uh, rubbing one out and fell asleep. I wish I did. So this way I, I would have probably woke me up to do that. But anyway. Don't look at me like that. But anyway, you went out to watch four dudes wrestling. That's no, weird. I don't. Jesus. That's weird. And you wish you did it. Jesus Christ, DW. Again, this movie you walked right into that one. I did walk right into that one. But again, <laughs> this is what the movie has done to me, to the professor of <laughs> But again, I'm just nitpicking here. But they got the win, and it caught the eye of Janice Edwards, who at first was a reporter. She wasn't she was she wasn't a manager. She was a reporter for a local newspaper in Los Angeles County Reflectionized. So it got it brought like a light bulb in her head when she saw Skip Jackson and Dave Atkins, you know, tag teaming together. She saw the untapped potential of these two being major stars, TW. So she wanted to, to grab them. She wanted to be their manager. She wanted to represent them, you know. Skip Jackson was cool. He was like, I'm with you because, of course, he wanted to, you know, sleep with her. But Dave Atkins was a little standoffish because he was like, nah, I don't know. I guess he, he was trying to see what other options was there. But Janice was going to promise them the big time. Janice was going to promise them, you know, major main event uh, matches and big bucks. But she had to convince somebody to, to take him to another level. And of course, the other guy, person that Janice wanted to introduce them to is actually the antagonist in this movie, Bad Guys. His real name is James Booth, TW. But in the movie, he plays pr promoter extraordinaire Lord Percy. 
But Lord Percy had an ulterior motive. He did not want to, you know, have two good guys. He was looking for two bad guys to get him to the top, to get him more money because he thought that controversy creates cash, Reflectionites. But also Lord Percy had another ulterior motive because he was, I guess, the real estate developer, T.W., he wanted to, to burn down a bar and turn it into a either a condo or a parking lot or a mall, whatever. You know how those 80s movies were. You either you 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 burn down a building to make a shopping mall. You burn down a building to make a parking lot. So what say you about the antagonist in this movie, Lord Percy? He wasn't a promoter, he was a manager like Lou Lil Bano and, and well, managers, promoters are the same because thing. Because he worked the backdoor deal with the promoter to get the bad guys toss off the show. He was he worked he the backdoor deal with he the was owner. Supposed to be like beat Bobby Heenan or motherfucker. The promoter is the guy who's running the show. That's Vince McMahon is a promoter. Tony he's Khan a, is a promoter. That's what they are. They own it, but they promote. So anyway, I, I I will say this, and I don't remember Body Slam enough. I know there was a plot. I know same thing. I like there. So for all the the holes that you talked about there's a lot of stuff that is cohesive one of them wants to do it for the money the other one doesn't want to do it the only way they make this happen is you're about to talk about about that property um you have to have something happen to give david mm -hmm. the the to open his eyes to join skip and wanting to do it um so those things tie in together nicely this guy watching them wrestle when janice got him booked oh i love him and she thinks it's him that was a nice little swerve we all saw coming um mm -hmm. he wanted the kremlin guys so those were his new guys um and then go ahead and talk about the the bar well again their first jobs reflection as they are lapd officers so they were going to try to stop let's say a commotion they were going to try to you public know, disturbance they were they're going to defuse a public disturbance at this particular bar but what they didn't know as the people that were inciting this public disturbance if you will was actually employed by lord percy because he wanted to get the bar burned down to the ground so he can get that shopping mall or parking lot created so but again tw it kind of told it foretold you know, certain things that's going to happen. LAPD people beating up patrons, you know, a couple of years later, Rodney King, a couple of years later, you know, OJ Simpson, and, you know, Mark Furman, we can talk about that. A couple of, you know, decades later, we're talking about, you know, BLM and all that stuff. I ain't going to get political TW. But again, this movie is like the census. It foretells the future about what LAPD does to common folk. Do you agree with that assessment or not? My, when you said, what did I think of the first scene? The first scene is him driving to the show and then running a stop sign and the, the cop goes to pull him over. And my first thought is, why does every Hollywood movie make police officers out to be the most fucking clumsy, inept people ever? Starting all the way back to Roscoe Pico train on the Dukes of Hazard, They just make them out to be stupid. And then when they actually get to the point where he's got to pull over and the cop pulls him out of the car, I'm like, that cop would have been whooping his ass. There's no way. And he goes, but we're late. And he goes, you're right. Let's go. And I was like, that was awesome. Because you didn't see it coming. That they were both cops. And they were mm -hmm. just having fun. And that's why there was no trouble. Because otherwise, he would have been in trouble. By the way, speaking of trouble in vehicles, your favorite actor, Cameron, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, did you see what he did on Halloween? What did he do? 
He has a $100,000 electric truck because you know how them celebrities get on their, their soapboxes and talk about global warming and climate change and all that. So they got to have an electric car. So he bought a Tesla? A $100,000 electric truck. And it looked, I, know, I think it was made by like Daimler Chrysler, whatever. It was Mercedes or something. Anyway, the first angle is just he drove right into the side of a restaurant. Right? Oh, wow. The second angle? He's pinballing off of cars to go through the red light on the angle to end up in that restaurant. And I was like, that's foretelling the future. Because in Ferris Bueller, they got the car on the, the cinder blocks going backwards, thinking it's going to take the odometer back. And it breaks mm -hmm. off and drives into the damn tree. But, but yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. It's, well, it, what's even crazier to me is there's a $100,000 electric truck. Well, if you if you got the means and expendable income, a hundred thousand dollars is nothing. It's like you know five thousand dollars to you and me when we want to spend something. Even though I don't yeah. want to spend five thousand dollars or anything like that. But anyway, neither here nor there. But again, foretelling the future, Cameron. Uh, you know, he drove his for his dad's Ferrari off the window, and now he's driving an electric car in <laughs> some strange fashion. And right here in this movie, the LAPD bobs and weaves and you know goes you know lives above the law and now they they beat up people in a, they beat up patrons in this bar but again there was an ulterior motive because they were paid by lord percy so what happens reflection nice these la pd cops who thought they were doing their job serving the public tw if you will they get suspended by their captain then this turns into a bumbling com comedy right now because they must find a way to pay their rent because again they're roommates and all and like you said they're cousins or they're related by blood in some way shape or form so you know they have to find odd jobs you know tw it's funny because only in hollywood in movies people can have a job can find a job instantly in the matter of hours they had like a couple of jobs in a matter of hours first there was construction work and then that didn't last too long and then they became strippers which Skip Jackson actually wanted them to pursue more. And again, probably the, again, T.W. might say, well, that's the professor's best scene. That's why he rubbed it off. But anyway, neither here nor there. But they were trying to find ends meet. They were trying to pay their rent. But they can find a job so easy. People can't find a job today in 2020. Threats, T.W. It's hard even to do that. Professor can't find a job in, in, in a matter of 20 minutes. He can't go from his real job to another real job, T.W., and T.W. has a job right now. He can't go to company A with, with the furniture people and go to company B in a matter of 20 minutes, T.W. Can you believe that? Only in Hollywood you can find a job in 20 minutes and a second job. Not only did they find it in 20 minutes, the guy already knew one was the loud mouth and the other one was slacking off and God wasn't going to help him get back to work. It's like mm -hmm. we're supposed to believe that was like Scooby-Doo to a week later or whatever. And by the way, 20 minutes after that job, they got another job. So yeah, like well, I mean, and then there were strippers and all that stuff. So, you know, it, it is what it is. That, that was that's the where high. you got your – see, you didn't think I'd catch it, but that's where you got your yeah, – I knew it. That's why – I no, I beat you to it. That's why I said and, that. Well, that's and you were putting – you put a $100 bill on this G-string with your mouth in that mm -hmm. scene. I saw it. I'm like, that's yeah. Professor. I, I was, I was nine picked this movie. Professor did. I was nine years old, so I could not put a hundred dollars in no <laughs> oh, so guys. Oh, so filmed on Epstein Island, is what you're saying? Probably was, but it, it doesn't matter. But I wasn't there, so neither here nor there. But again, now we go into the plot where they still are desperate for money, and there's there's where professional wrestling is the beacon of, of hope in this movie. And again, they needed representation with Lord Percy. 
not wanting these guys. They he wanted the bad, the real bad guys, and the real bad guys. T.W. I guess you had to go with the times. You had to go with real life situations. So who were the ultimate bad guys for wrestling purposes? Russia. Russia, Russia number one. So, Lord Percy offered his services to the Kremlin Crushers. I forget their wrestling names, but the re their real names, I, I believe I have it right here, one of them. No, it was just Kremlin Crushers. Michael Lamarchi was one of the Crushers. I don't, but he looked like Mad Dog Bashan, TW. I mean, they, they looked like a Bashan. Did, did it look like the Bashans to you? At first, I thought it was Ivan Koloff, and they're just. No, I knew, it wasn't, I knew it wasn't Ivan Koloff. I thought it was. No, 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 no. From, from when they first showed him, and then I immediately knew it wasn't. But I mm -hmm. I don't know if I ever thought Bashans, but I definitely thought they looked familiar. But I ended up not knowing who they were. Yeah, so, you know, since they got burned by Lord Percy, then it turned into like Ready to Rumble, where they needed, like, Janice can only do so much because she had no manager's experience. And, of course, she knew that these guys had it, but they needed to be groomed. They needed to be refined. And that's where Janice got them, could you say, like an audition to the McGurk or tryout. Try Terrible Turk McGurk, played by Gene LaBelle and his wife. Is that his real wife or his movie wife no, you're talking about? She's an actress. She I right. was looking up her shit. She she was from like Rowan and Martin, like those 70s comedy bit things. Yeah. And then she was on Legend of Superheroes. Well, in the show movie, where the DC guys all sat around like it was a game show. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. You remember that? You were probably eight. Probably I was eight. I don't remember it until I see it on YouTube. But his movie wife was Pedal McGurk, Ruth Buzzy. So she was part of Rowan and Martin's uh, laughing and all that stuff. So, T.W., right. let's talk about this kind of scenario here where the, the Ruth and Gene, Gene LaBelle are professional bad guys, if you will, within the wrestling business, trying to teach these all-American kids how to be bad. What, what say you yeah. about what? What what you what say you about these scenes where they're trying to teach the LAPD cops how to be bad, even though you know LAPD cops are bad in, in nature anyway? I loved it because like it, it was legit. It was a shoot. Like he was showing them the very first thing he does a collar and elbow tie-up, which you don't see enough of that in wrestling anymore. That's that back in the day. That was it. And mm -hmm. and they and and he does it and then he grabs his hair and he goes, You see that? Hair's made for pulling. And the only thing I wish they would have added, he goes, You see this? Necks are made for choking, and he should have said, and you got four seconds. He should have told him you got to let go at five. You know, like they should have, but I get it. And and then he goes, You see this chest? It's for stumping. It was, it was, and I want to say Gene LaBelle had a school. Um, but that he they that was legit showing people how to heal, and I and I loved it. And then the claw, <laughs> the iron claw, but I, I loved it, and and I knew I didn't know it was Gene LaBelle. When mm -hmm. I saw at the end that it had his name in the credits, I'm like, son of a bitch. I felt, because it looked like Yogi Berra to me, right? So, right. Um, he just, it, he just it, it was a good scene. I'm telling you, man, the more we talk about this movie, the more I liked it. I, I actually did like this movie. I didn't. Maybe I needed to watch it with you and react right? to it so right. I can enjoy it. And then be like, I was like sitting, like, oh my God. I, I, didn't, I, got I mean, 40. there's there's like, other than, yeah, they're skipping for the sake of time. They're skipping job to job to job. But they're showing that he's going, he can't find his niche. And when he first said he was suspended without pay, the chief, 
I'm like, that ain't how it works. You get suspended with pay. But it had to happen. Otherwise, he's not going to get talked into being the wrestler. Mm-hmm. And he needed to be the wrestler because Skip can't do it without David because David's the guy who has the ends. Skip was just his buddy along for the ride, like you said. Right. So mm-hmm. everything they do in this movie, the only there is one part that is it. Wait, be, before, you, be, before you hold your thought, before I don't want to skip. You know how reflection nights, you know how we do. We go front, right. back, side to side, and all that stuff. Before we get in, before even Skip and uh, Dave meet, you know, Gene LaBelle and his wife, movie wife, in the scene, we have to at least acknowledge when they were a tag team at first, they already faced the Kremlin Crushers. They already beat the Kremlin Crushers, but they by were DQ. by DQ, but they were good guys. And that's why Janice thought that they would be perfect for Lord Percy. To represent them and take them to another level, but Lord Percy wanted bad guys because he wanted more cash. I just wanted to say that so we could go. Go ahead, TW. What's your thoughts? No, that that was just everything. Oh, the so I'm skipping a little bit of ahead, but after they did that and he's teaching them how to be heels, then they go do a heel match. That that was the thing where the AW award was being awarded. And well, they, before but, but before they do the heel match, we have to remember how. They kept it kayfabe because the wife, her job was to take them to the department store and get the costumes oh, for the bad guy. Part. How could I dare? How the hell is that my part? Shut up. There's my two favorite. guys there that look just like you in this scene. They don't look like me. <laughs> they don't sound like me. They don't act like me. They got nothing to do with me. Yeah, but they just hang out with you. That's it. This is your them kind guys, of people. Them guys look like Big Red. I'm sorry. People. Them they guys look like, look like me. They look like Big Ray. That's what it is. Yeah, That's what. yeah, yeah. Big Ray, shout out to you if you you know the the guys at the department store. They look like you and they sound like you. Big Ray and and uh, Lamar Cottrell. It's it's that kind of thing. <laughs> but again, to keep it kayfabe, her job was to get them the perfect costumes. And actually, the funny thing about that part, TW, was she said, you know, you had to stay in character even out there in public. So, like you said, they had to keep it, you know. Honor a uh, time honor tradition within the business. If live they the gimmick, be, they have to live the gimmick and be bona fide bad guys. So now go ahead with your skipping over to the first time they were heels. So they match. they get that. That's what I was saying. Like the first time he's wearing a, a singlet like uh, Otis Thorpe, and mm-hmm. then next you know he's now they're a tag team and they're dressed like the Mongolians. Dude, it's like what? Boston bad guys, and they like, but we never been to Boston, so which was another nod to wrestling, right? Like whatever. Mm-hmm. Then, then so now, what's his name is still frustrated. Uh, David, the one that, that had to be coerced into doing the first place. Dave and he tells him, yeah. he tells him to put the iron claw on his wife, and he's like, "What? It's your wife?" And he does it. And he's like, "I'm sick of this," and he quits. And he goes storming off, and Skip's like, what are you doing? They're going to fight. And then he pushes Gene LaBelle, and Gene LaBelle's like, that's it. You're angry. You, I tap into that. You want to do that? And then the girl comes in and says they got unbooked. And then he's like, are you happy now? He's like, no. Let me go talk to them. Now, now he's back on board. And it's like he's like the John Kerry of this movie. He's flip-flopping all over the place. One minute he's in, next minute he's out. He's in again, he's out again. And it doesn't take much. I don't even know why he was quitting again. I'm sick of all of this. Because he has morals, he has ethics. He doesn't want to be a bad guy. He wants to do uh, everything the right way. Okay. He's a he, like you said, the white meat. He's a perfect white meat baby face who's the all American boy. But like you said, you know they were gonna get booked as 
a heel Boston Bad Guys tag team duo, but there was a hurdle, Reflectionites, and that hurdle was who? Lord, Lord Percy. Percy. Because he did not want them to get booked anywhere in the Los Angeles County area. And that's where Lord Percy was canoodling and, you know, double dipping with, you know, Luigi Constantine, the owner of the arena. So, T.W., it's funny because the Boston bad guys, their attire, like you said, they look like the Mongolian stompers. So why would you call them Boston's bad guys? But then the outfit doesn't match. I never, you know, in my... uh. Wrestling fandom, TW, could, you know, when it, in terms of gimmicks, right? I can remember Nord the Barbarian. He wore shit that kind of made him look like the Barbarian. He had the fur and shit like that. Even That's kind of what they look like. But there no, was but but the, but the name, it's the name. Right. He kept it consistent with what he was trying to be. If you're going to be a Boston bad guy, I'm just saying pick a better costume. If you go, you're looking like Mongolian stompers. Call yourself the Stompers. That's a bad guy name, but don't call yourself the Boston bad guy. I think it was just cheesy. I think it was lowbrow, and I just think they didn't think it through, even for wrestling purposes. That's just my nitpicking. You know, if you, the outfit must fit the name. Like you say, you had no problem with them having matching outfits. I know that much, TW, because that's, you know, you, that's one of your full paws. If they don't have matching outfits, you don't like them as a tag team. They did. My faux pas was the name. You can't be Boston bad guys and look like Mongolian stompers. That's just me. What say you, TW? You, they could have been the Boston Stranglers, and that shit would have made more sense. But the okay. Boston bad guys, because it would have made them savages or whatever. But it's yeah. just it. And then again, tell me how they became the fucking Patriot. Well, because to defend the honor, it was like it was like Luger putting on the U.S. stuff. That's it foretold the future. <laughs> this is where Vince McMahon got the USA gimmick for Lex Luger. Oh God! See, now we're fine. We got more conspiracies right here, TW. But again, Lord Percy is trying to ruin the career of the Boston bad guys. But the Boston bad guys will not be denied. So they actually did one thing that's kind of like a little bit weird, TW, in my nitpicking because since they were not booked. They just bum-rushed the arena. They did not care. Even though Lord Constantine gave him a shitty locker room or a bathroom locker room, whatever the case may be, they made sure to make their presence felt. They made sure to not only audition for, for Luigi Constantine because he was the owner of the building, but they, he, they made sure that they made a one of the best first impressions that they could because Luigi was, was in awe because he smelled... He smelled it. He smelled money. What's the UTW? Because that's kind of K. Is that kind of K. Fabish where you have to prove yourself to the to the booker? You have to prove yourself to the owner. Absolutely, absolutely. You got to get like when I got my first match. My first four matches were through the school I wrestled for, which mm -hmm. was Can-Am Wrestling School. We had a three uh, a three night trip up in northern Ontario where I broke my neck. And then we got back, and two weeks later, had a show in Windsor. That's when all my friends and family came across the border to see me. 40. I drew 40 people. Uh, and then they basically told me, here's some numbers. Call some people and get booked. And then I had to call around, and I was tipped off that Gary Warnchuk was running shows Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Give them a call, see if they can use you. Tell them you got a match. You know, kind of like they're saying I got a team. I was calling saying I had a match, me and the guy that I ended up becoming Los Rudos with Rico. And uh, so I call him and you, you got to tell him, Hey man, 
And I remember being bummed out. I should have been on cloud nine that I got myself booked without Scott and Mickey. I got my own um, booking. But he's like, yeah, we can use this Saturday. And I was like, what What about Thursday and Friday, right? I wanted to do three nights in a row again. I was spoiled because my first one. But the reason is they're not going to book you for three nights if they don't know you. And mm-hmm. I had to tell them Scott Demore and Mickey Doyle sent me. And that's what got me booked. And then when they booked me and I came up there and wrestled that Sunday or that Saturday night with Rico, I remember Chris Carter came up to me after. He goes, hey, kid, how long have you been doing that that splash at the top rope? I go, today. I go, I did it because I didn't know what else to do. And he goes, keep doing it. And they booked me every show after that because we did something that made them like us and they used us. But on the flip side of that, I seen many people that came in there and wrestle and were the drizzling shits, and you never saw them again. They got mm-hmm. their shot, but you you have to prove yourself. And remember, there's a scene where the the promoter goes up to Lord Pearson, goes when he unbooked them, and then they did the run in. He goes, "You told me these guys were no good. They're great." And and because basically they the right eyes saw them, and now bam, mm-hmm. now they're now they're the new it team. Yep, that, that's I guess you like you said it takes a little bit from the kayfabe part of professional wrestling in that instance. I also want to say one thing before we get into the main event scenes, TW, because there's really nothing left except uh, there is kind of like a porn aspect to this movie because the manager uh, Janice, Janice, you know, it, rest it, in peace. It, it, it kind of never, it kind of never like uh, they kind of like kind of toiled around with it, but. They were gonna do a DP. She wanted yeah. both of them. Yeah. She did not have the very end. Like, they, the right. end of the movie, they set right. up a DP at the end. They set up a DP scene, but, but we don't I have see a the problem DP. with that because What's the problem? The DP stuff started. You're talking about the double date where they both mm-hmm. want to fight each yeah. other because they don't know. For right. one, David broke broke bro code because he already knew Skip liked her. So to come mm-hmm. there and get all hot because he thinks Skip is on his date is bullshit. That's inconsistent with the with. I mean, they had some heat. But they weren't, they weren't having heat over that. Mm-hmm. But there's a scene way back when, when she comes to the house to sign them after all the failed jobs. I can't believe we didn't talk about the two old bitches that tried to date rape them in the car. Um, you want, you can talk about them too. I don't no, care. No, that's gonna make the people watch it. Big Ray's watching it right now just to see that scene. I swear gotcha. the driver was Jackie Stallone, but um. <clears throat> And the other lady in the back was Thurston Howell's wife. Those are the two chicks from Glow, Jackie Stallone and, and Big Bad Mama. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so anyway, if you see it, I don't know if it's a swerve or what, but she shows up to sign him, and she wants to talk to David because she's getting all hot and queefed from watching uh, Skip on the bench press. Like she, mm-hmm. so they made it out like she was attracted to him. Mm-hmm. And it was when they got the ice cream, she was like staring at him, and then all of a sudden. She's on the date, and the other dude's supposed to be on the date. And I'm like, this this doesn't. And then I like that she said, you think I'd date either one of you guys on the eve of the biggest match of your career? No, we're a team. We're in it together, which is where the DP stuff started. And the DP stuff continued. But anyway, <laughs> know that. But now let's get into the main event aspect of this movie, Bad Guys Reflection Eyes, because like TW said, they were booked as the Boston bad guys. They looked like the Mongolian stoppers, but because they represented Americana, since they represented the red, white, and blue, and because the Kremlin Crushers were the number one tag team in the world, supposedly, being represented by Lord Percy, 
there was only two guys that can thwart the Kremlin crushes, and that was the Boston Bad Guys. And it looked like Lex, they did a Lex Luger uh, made in the USA body slam challenge kind of angle, but there was no USS in Trevor TW. But the problem is here, Lord Percy got the people from the bar that he employed to burn it down and all that stuff to kidnap the Boston bad guys. And they were at this warehouse and factory. But then, T.W., here's the funny part. No, no. Don't even what? gloss over the fact that there's so much wrong with this. They leave their house late again. Okay. Dressed like yeah. Lex Luger meets Strike Force. Mm -hmm. They drive blocks from their house. And Cooter is just sitting there at an intersection saying, I've waited a long time for this. And peels out behind him, showing a double-barrel shotgun out the door. Which, by the way, Cash Wheeler, don't watch this because you'll have flashbacks. <laughs> and chases him. And then the dude goes and tries in and out of a factory building trying to shake him. And the other guy goes, nice car going to the docks. And then the only thing that stops him is one bale of hay. If they just turn right, they're out of there. But they find a fucking maze of fucking hay in a factory where they're going in and out of doors and then get hung. There just happens to be a chain to hang them up. They get out surrendering, not fighting for their lives when the guy's got a shotgun. This is the part that makes Body Slam look like Forrest Gump. This is where it goes off the rails. Hey, but at least you're, at least the part that you're about to critique, I loved. So you hated all that stuff. Which yeah. is Hollywood. It's like last act. That's last action hero, like, you know, yes, analogies. Yes. Because yeah. Arnold explained that very well. Because when you're in the movie world, all that shit is actually believable. But if you're, you, you pull them out of there, it doesn't make no sense. But what right. didn't make no sense was that the their captain. I've never seen last action hero. Are you telling me I should? You should. Actually, okay. you should. But actually, the funny thing is the guy that suspended the LAPD boys. The Boston Bad Boys Turned was actually Vince. no. It was a swerve. It was a, it was a swerve, but the swerve was on the LAPD boys because they were pawns into the operation of the captain who was actually you know surveil who was doing surveillance on Lord Percy and the goons that he hired. So for some reason he was tailing the Boston Bad Guys, which made no sense. Well, no, because he said it. saved them. That's what I think the swerve was, because at the end, you're like, how are they getting their jobs back? They got their jobs back because he only suspended them because he was using them as bait. Yeah, he used them as bait. He he actually kayfabe them. And the, the most heart-wrenching part of the story happens right here in the bales of hay. Well, What's we that? missed our match. And he goes, not yet. And they get a police escort. And this is this is the hokiest thing, the whole movie, of all the hokery. They made this it is the hokiest. No, because actually, you know what the funny thing is? Hulk Hogan actually took a, th that spot for him when he got injured in, in Clash of Champions against Ric Flair when they did the leg thing. When he got his Nancy knees, Kerrigan. He got Nancy Kerrigan. Yep. He had like 30 seconds to make it, and then he made it. Right. But that's not what I'm talking about. The hokiest part is they're a what block is? and a half away, and the cargo door opens like someone phoned ahead. And then they drive right to the ring like Austin on a Zamboni. But that's the San Bernardino Arena. That's that's what made it so famous, so infamous, and all that stuff. I can't even explain it. Reflection Eyes. It is so. You got to watch it. Yes, you do have to it's watch. It's worth it. watching. I'm gonna watch it, it again one day. It's. I'm gonna yeah. find that shit on digital. 
God bless you if you could. But anyway, neither here nor there. But they had 30 seconds to make it. And with a police escort, they made it to the arena to have the main event. Oh, it was the Howard Finkel right there. It was the it was the Boston bad guys dressed up like Lex Luger made in the USA Americana against the Kremlin Crushes TW. And this match, the Boston bad guys did not turn turned into the good the Boston good guys. That's what I'll say because again they were defending America. They were defending Americana. They were defending democracy against communism and all that stuff. So TW. Take it over and take it home with the main event because, again, I'll say for this. I hate YouTube. That just ruined everything. The hell are you doing? I'm, I'm letting you see what I'm doing, but I got to wait six seconds because the stupid YouTube is just sucks. Uh, see, see, Mr. Lexi Nice, I keep telling you, every time I'm talking and he tries to multitask, that's why he wears the glasses so he can look up because if he never had glasses on, he's like, what you doing? What you doing? That's a shitty bell anyway. I was making a bell for the ring, the main event. Sounds like a damn telephone. That's my job. That's my yeah, job. Will, that's why I'm doing do it, because you didn't do it. Again, this this movie doesn't deserve a bell. But anyway, take it home with this, the Boston this good main guys. Event, against you, if you thought they should have had disqualifications in the opening match, mm-hmm. the last match, I don't think there's ever a tag. I think it's Texas Tornado style. Every time these two get some heat, Next you know, they're on the ground getting their asses whooped again. And then the second hokiest of all hokies. The guys grab the American flag like they're just going to shit all over it. And Gene LaBelle they, runs in. They should have stabbed them. They should have stabbed them and killed them. And took an ass whooping but protected the flag. And then when Skip and Zip fight them off with the double drop kick, rock and roll style, they mm-hmm. tell Gene LaBelle, get up here. Well, you're our hero. You took one for the team and saved it. And then they turn around to hit their finish and then uh, basically won the, the match and the belts. And they actually had good belts. The belt that Gene LaBelle had where he goes, you see this? I wanted that menace and square gun. It looked like a damn sash from a high mm-hmm. school prom or something. But they won the belts. And then. They get out of the ring. The, the chief of police who hated them the whole movie loves them, tells them, tomorrow morning you get your jobs back. And then the other guy goes, tomorrow morning at the gym, first thing in the morning. And then they both look at each other. New beginnings. Like, hold on. What the fuck? <laughs> Which one are you doing? And they left both. us on a lurk. So somewhere, and T.N. Kubar has got to find it for us, is Bad Guys 2, The Resurrection or something. It's got to be. And if there isn't one, right now I'm putting it out there. Anybody out there wants to fund it, me and the professor will be the bad guys in the sequel. You well, you're one of your favorite wrestlers of all time as the referee, and they actually use his real name when they announce him. They did. Armando Guerrero is one of the referees in the main event. I, I will take your your. your He's in your the credits of. too. It's in IMDb. Well, the only referee I got is Jesse Hernandez. But he did look like Armar- Arm- an Armando Guerrero. They announced him as Armando Guerrero, your referee. Yeah, I'll show you. I might be saying his fucking name wrong. But but let's not forget, TW, because, again, my faux pas with the main event was the – you talked about it a little bit. But the American flag scene where the Kremlin Crushers took it, you know, of course, they're, they're spitting on the faces of America. They're spitting right. at the American fans. But they literally almost cont- – they were committing attempted murder because they were actually pointing the flag, the point of the flag, on the Boston bad guys. 
They were trying to stab him to death, T.W. Oh, I got you. I, I, didn't, I didn't say he was lying. I believe you. But anyway, <laughs> T.W., they were literally trying to commit murder on the Boston bad guys. They were trying to kill them with the American flag. But that's allowed. Abdullah did it. it, it she is, did it. It's ECW. It's, it, CECW took from the bad guys. This was hardcore before hardcore was cool. But because they were disrespecting the American flag, we cannot forget who did a run-in on the behalf of the American bad guys. And that was G.I. Joe, America's hero, Sergeant Slaughter. He did a run-in because Toro Tanaka did a run-in first. True. He made the but, save. He made the save. But we got to talk about the, the influx of Sergeant Well, Logan Paul wasn't in this movie. He wasn't born yet. But again. He saved Ray Mysterio's life, according to Big Ray. I had to show him off for him. Okay. Well, let's say you about the infusion of Toro Tanaka in this main event and the infusion of America's hero, Sergeant I love Slaughter. it, man, because it's wrestling. We just saw a match this weekend where I'm, I haven't been on the internet to see all the belly aching about it, but I'm sure it's out there where L.A. Knight got screwed over by Roman Reigns because everybody and their brother helped him win and he won again. This mm -hmm. was what was going to happen to the bad guys, the American bad guys. Bad, yes, American bad guys. Before Sergeant Slaughter saved the day, much like in 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 history, George the Animal Steel saved the day so Ricky Steamboat could win the match against Rick or Randy Savage at WrestleMania. You got the hero to come help the other heroes, and you don't have the L.A. Knight, Cody Rhodes doing the jobs like they would have if Slaughter wasn't there to offset Toro. Who's basically solo at this point, Tanaka. Mm -hmm. Well, but it's uh, wrestling. It's absolutely right. wrestling. Sergeant Slaughter did the Cobra Clutch on Professor Toro Tanaka, so he could, so you know, he would be a non-factor in this Texas Tornado match. T uh, reflection, I said, TW. You know, again, the American bad guys win the match. They win the tag team titles. They win the contract from Luigi Constantine, and to. Again, the happiest of endings for Skip Skip Jackson and David Atkins. They get to DP their manager, Janice Edwards. And what they do at the end of this movie, if it was made today by the dudes that? sliding your DM, when she was like this and they both went to kiss her, she would have moved and they would have kissed each other and it would have been happy ending with a heart at the end. Well, for 2023 purposes, for liberal yeah. purposes, it would have been yeah. a non-binary kiss. So, yeah, you're yeah. right. But for the 80s, no, they had to do the. We know that in the end, it would be a. Oh, how do we not talk about them doing wrestling spots at the strip club? They didn't do wrestling spots at the strip yes, club. Yes, they did. He no, put they him in not. a full Nelson and he goes reverse and he elbowed him in the gut, turned around and then picked him up like he was going to German suplex him. Then ripped his pants off. Hey, it was like hey, it was like a Saturday night in Professor's apartment. Two dudes hey, just taking hey, each other's clothes nice. off. He talks about me. He's paying attention to what they you did. You said you wish you would rub one out. Jesus Christ. You paid attention to what was going on with the stripping scene. I didn't care about Because it was hilarious. Scene. It was supposed to be a shoot, but then they had a, or they had a routine. You, you know, Josh, I thank you now because TW has made me at least enjoy it because now I'm <laughs> reacting to the movie more than me watching it alone and solo with, you know, with my thoughts. It, no, I did not do that. your lube. No, that was after, but neither here nor there. But 
TW, let's There's put a bow on this. single ladies match in this movie, just for the, the people listening at home. I rubbed off with the with the women after the strip club. That's the, that's what it was. I, the old I rubbed fat off bitches? The, yes, the old fat bitches. Yes, they were working. They were built like men. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, shut up. But anyway, let's put a bow on this movie because thank you, TW. You actually made it enjoyable. But still, I would take zombies versus wrestlers over this movie. But again, what say you about this movie, this gem of a movie, this cult classic? Is it a cult classic, TW, in your hindsight? No. It would have to fucking have a cult following. And it does not. It's got Tian Couponer and me. That's who's, that's who's the cult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna God. get Travis to watch it and, and Romans. Okay. Yeah. Big, Big Ray gotta watch it. Big Ray watches it. In between looking for and not finding our old episodes, he can watch this. Well, you already know why you can't find the old episodes. They're gone because again, Joe Biden took it. He's watching it in, in the in the White House. Again, Joe Biden. Nah, it was that other fucking clown you guys had running your state. Trump? The one that made your state. Oh. The one that made it taxes were more on big gulps than they were on regular gulps. Again, I'm an independent. I don't vote for any of this. So What's his name? Mean. Rosenstein? What a, he tried to run for president, was the first one to drop out on the liberal side. Rosenstein? I have no what, idea. The guy that was your governor. He used to be your mayor, then he was your governor. Uh, He's rich. Super rich. Oh, Bloomberg. Bloomberg. Yeah, Rosenstein, Bloomberg. Where the hell you get Rosenstein from? Bloomberg, Rosenstein. By the yeah. way, I found out today that MJF used to be Maxwell was Jacob Feinstein, and it was oh. a rib put on him by uh, what's the other one besides Zack Ryder? Myers. Brian Meyer. Brian, Brian Meyer. Meyer. Brian Myers. They gave him the name as a rib at the school, and he didn't know. And then two years into his career, he went with his real name. His real name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, the rib was because Feinstein, I didn't know this. Mm -hmm. The guy that owned this, who's that? Ring of Honor. He got busted trying to hook up with somebody that was 14 years old. Rob Feinstein. Yeah. That, that's the guy. He was RF Video, right? Didn't he own that first? Yeah. And then he started Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. Did he get in trouble for that? Well, because of that, he had to sh uh, sell off his shares. Then oh, I know that, it. but I mean, yeah. did he get in any legal trouble? He, yeah, he did. Wow. Again, because there, there's a there's a congressman or or well, I, I don't know if they're all congressmen. There's the House of Representatives and the Senate. Yeah, senators or senators, congressmen or congress. There's a congressman that got busted by that dude on the internet going mm -hmm. to some apartment thinking he was meeting up with a 12 year old boy, and that guy never got in trouble. Got it all on video, got it all on emails and everything. That guy never got in trouble. Well, you know what? We're not talking about politics here. We're enjoying. Uh, we're talking about Feinstein. What are you talking about? Bloomberg? I'm talking about the American bad guys. Yeah. That's all, that That's all that matters. The American bad guys represented Americana. And even though they were supposed to be bad guys, they once you wear the American trunks on your on your ass, you're good. That's all it yeah. is. That's that's Ray's what Ramon I was the bad guy. And he was a good guy. That is true. But again, but he didn't wear the American uh, tights. He would have been easily a good guy if he did that or Puerto Rican or Cubans. Well, he was supposed to be a, no he was, Cuban. He was yeah, Cuban. He was, yeah, he was Cuban. So he had to wear. The yeah. Cuban. No, then he would have been a bad guy. You couldn't. Cuba's Cuba is bad. 
We're allowed to that, go there now. We're allowed to go there. No, now. we're allowed to go there now. But at that time, of, that time frame, it was a ba- Cuba was bad, so you couldn't. Puerto Rico was good. But anyway, with that being said, we close. I can't believe we got a good uh, chunk of minutes out of this shit. I thought it was gonna be lower. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. B plus. You give it a B plus. B plus, because there's only one criteria for me. Okay. It has to be worth my time, and 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 the one question is, does it? For its hour and 37 minutes, make mm-hmm. me escape the reality that is this crazy, crazy life, crazy, crazy world we're living in where I don't even want to, You just said we're not talking politics because I the, the way the world is being right now is mm-hmm. absolutely perplexing to me. And absolutely. this movie made me forget about that for an hour and 37 minutes. And therefore, and I enjoyed it. So it's a B plus. So it did its job. And with that being said, we close on this PWR at the movie special. Thank you to TN Kupana, Josh Floberg, and Reflectionites. You know who you are. I don't have to name you out there. Greenpeace, Christopher Paul Bruce Winland. I know y'all will slide into the professor's DM. You're going to slide into TW's DM and give suggestions on what ifs, give suggestions on movies, give suggestions on future episodes, episodics of the PWR podcast. So we always welcome y'all with open arms. Slide into our DMs. Uh, yes, I did say that. Okay, TW. Don't give me that face. And I noticed you did not say any of the girls. Yes, go ahead. Keep going. And the SNX Express, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And with that being said, we close on that. What are we going to do next week, TW? You know what? Since we did a movie with, you know, you, you could say celebrities. Adam Baldwin is a celebrity. He did a lot of movies. Mike Jolly is a celebrity. Three O'Clock High is still an instant classic, a cult classic in the professor's eyes. I'm thinking of doing a curveball TW for a pro wrestling spotlight. Follow me here, TW. All right. I we're think I already do, know where you're going. We're going to do a spotlight with the celebrity infusion in professional wrestling. We're going to talk about Andy Kaufman, Mr. T, Mike Tyson, uh, Shaquille Dennis O'Neal, Dennis Rodman, and all their contributions. We're Dewey. Talk- Dewey? Yeah, Dewey. Of course. We're going to do, a, do all world that. champion. I'm just saying. We're going to do all of that, TW. We're going to do a special spotlight. Arquette. I the- can't remember his name. David Arquette. Yes, we're gonna yeah. do a we're gonna do the celebrity spotlight edition here next week. TW, you're excited for that because again, we gonna we can talk about the greatest moments of celebrities being, and of course, your favorite Lawrence Taylor. You're gonna talk about all about that Regis. next week, and we just do. So we're gonna have fun with the celebrity infusion for pro wrestling spotlight. So TW, give out those socials so we can finally get out of here. Alrighty, the Pro Wrestling Coalition Network sponsors us at PWC Network at Podbean.com. I mean, Media Group is at Podbean.com as well. You can find them at ChannelAttitude.com. That's Hameen Media Group at Podbean.com. Our show is on the Twitches, X's at PW Reflection. Uh, Travis, I mentioned you. You've been listening to us. Hopefully, you still are. You watch this movie at Nuts and Bolts PW. Nuts and Bolts PW. Uh, Big Ray Hernandez can't do it without him. He records our shows and just send it to the landfill in a couple months. But at Big Ray Hernandez is every one of his social medias. And he's every Wednesday live on the Next Level Podcast, 11 a.m. on the Eastern Time Zone. And if you're following him on Facebook and you follow the Next Level Podcast, it'll give you a notification that they're live. And you can probably just get in the chat. Um, you can find me at Instagram and Twitter at TommyWonder19. 
or you can find me on Twitter and TikTok at the Tommy Wonder. Facebook.com backslash Tommy Wonder. Snapchat, Snapchat, Snapchat is number wonder. Um, and that threads, which I hate, is also at Tommy Wonder 19. If I, I could have all of my socials be like Big Ray Hernandez, I would do that, but it's too late for me. Save yourself, Professor. And then you can catch Big Vito and Noel. And they're uh, stuff at BigVitoBrand.Wixsite.com, Patreon.com backslash the Big Vito Brand, and at Twitch.tv backslash the Big Vito Brand. If you follow them there, you can catch the early release of our reflection video there. Is that, does he still do that? Is it the one Ray does? Yeah, but mostly. Okay. So it's just Ray Hatred. Put, well, Ray puts it on his Twitter for the video, early video release too. So gotcha. he, okay. beats, he beats out uh, Big Vito with the early video release sometimes. Okay. So. With that Either being way, you said, there too. yeah, you can find it there too. And you can follow me on my Twitter at PWSOPROF. That's PWSOPROF. And if this gets uploaded by A Track Brown, the Dirty Sun City, this will be available on the PWSO YouTube network. Follow my brothers in arms, A Track Brown, the Dirtiest of the City, the King of the Reactions at the number eight, PRAC Brown. And of course, the host of the Wednesday Locker Room on the Homie Media Group at Podbean.com. Billy Ray Valentine at OB when you know me. And again, next week, we are going to do a pro wrestling spotlight. The Celebrity Edition. We're going to talk about all the celebrities that have contributed to the world of professional wrestling. And with that being said, I'm the professor. That's Mr. Wonderful. Dum Dum Do It in its own. And the boss and the Detroit bad guy extraordinaire. Tommy Wonder saying goodnight. And we'll see you next time here at the PWR Podcast at the Hami Media Group at Podbeam.com. Oh, my dog. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling Clementine. Did I miss that in the movie, too? No, you said Clementine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm thinking, like, where the hell is that movie? They, they sang that shit. I, thought, I was thinking about the boss. Street, street, street.